What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Podfathers podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez. The date is November 21st. No Jacob Fanshawe on today's episode, the 27th episode, but I do have a special guest, Jacob Johnson. Talk about some of the local sports, the Rams and their historic game on Monday night, this week with the Chiefs. We also talk about the Angels and the direction they're heading in. We also discuss when is it too early for Christmas decorations and music. Again, I'm Noah Alvarez, the date is November 21st. Hope you enjoy the discussion. So it's the holiday seasons and, you know, every year it seems like Christmas music comes on early and earlier. Coast FM, 103.5 down here in Southern California. Coast yeah. FM. Coast FM, yeah, right? <laughs> they play Christmas music. Yeah. And Coast 103.5. Coast 103.5. Yeah, they're they, doing that. They started in November, November 9th this year. My professor was telling me in class that that's the earliest they've ever done it. And it just kind of seems like right after Halloween now, this year, they just kind of already started Christmas decorations at certain malls. Yeah. I mean, when is when is too early for Christmas time stuff? I don't know. I think, it, I mean, it's all because of, like, marketing and, like, like all the stores wanting to get early customers. But... Cause it's in a, it's a for at least for shopping. Nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. People get excited because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. and then I think they spend more money. <laughs> it is yeah, especially for like consumerism. I can see that. I don't really care because I don't like Christmas music either way. It gets annoying. I mean, I used to work at a big five, and they would play like Christmas. Just, it's like a hundred songs. <laughs> it's a hundred songs, but they're sung by different artists. So they're so it's like five hundred songs <laughs> exactly, and you can even probably shrink it. I would say there's like fifty songs. Fifty good Christmas songs. Fifty good Christmas songs from Frosty the Snowman to Silent Night, but they're they're just sung by different there's people. There's some bangers too. <laughs> there <it> is. <laughs> you know, you look at like you know Mariah Carey will have a version. Yeah. And then I don't know, like name any other artist will have another version. Yeah. Paul Abdul will have a version. I don't know, just like it seems like every artist. So a lot of different groups of people like it in some way. Mm-hmm. Elvis um, Presley had a Christmas album. I don't really like themed stuff, like themed music. I don't. I'm like I'm only gonna listen to this song for like a month. Out of the <laughs> like I can't listen to it in <laughs> July. That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. And I think that's the one. <laughs> but I mean, Christmas probably in that short amount of time, it shows like it's played so much. That you can still get like a pretty good revenue off of it. Yeah. Like, what if what if you got in the car like on the way to our game, and it was like March, and I was playing Christmas music. I would, I would ask you. I would yeah. I would straight up ask you like, why are you playing this on the Ox? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up with this, man? It's March. It'd probably be like eighty-five degrees here. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas music, not for me. I'm not a big fan either, to be honest. I like. Yeah, but like, if people want to listen to it whenever they want, that's cool. Like, actually, on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, maybe a couple of days leading up to Christmas, I like to it. To be in, like, the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I'm just definitely glad I don't work retail anymore, somewhere where they play the music. Yeah. So I constantly have to hear it. Because, you know, working with kids, they don't they don't play music in the background a lot of times, so. I guess people just like to get mad at stuff. Yeah. Like, Welcome to 2018. <laughs> yeah, that's all people do on Twitter and social media now is get mad at things. <laughs> that's like the Starbucks cups too. Like people get yeah. so mad. 
And you know what? It's another thing too. There's not really any Thanksgiving music or Thanksgiving. Yeah, so there is Thanksgiving decorations. It. It's easy to just glance mm-hmm. over it. Yeah, because you yeah you really don't hear anything. But I feel like every year it's like less and less. It seems less and less important. Yeah, when it is like a pretty big holiday. I mean, I like it because. But plus, usually, people are realizing like it's not really a nice kind of holiday. It's, it's like His, yeah, historical wise. weird. So I think. I don't know, I feel like it's been, like, less and less relevant. I can see that. I always think it's a good time, though, because usually, like, most of my family comes together. Um, I have, like, an uncle in Nebraska, and, like, yeah. they'll come over for Thanksgiving, sometimes even, like, another time of the holiday. Yeah, it's still a big travel thing. But I used to go all, every year, like, up north, and the past few years, like, we haven't even gone. <laughs> Do you like traveling? Yeah. It's I'm, exciting, but then coming home sucks. It's exciting leading up to it, especially if you're driving, and then you usually drive back, like, from wherever you are on yeah. a day that's, like, everyone else is doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. So, it's you sit in traffic, and all you want, you're, like, sick of the people you're with, you just, like, want to go home. <laughs> yeah, that's, like... You've been to Vegas, right? Yeah. When I went, I did a weekend in Vegas when I turned 21 with some friends. and That's how, like, Sunday was. Everyone, we left pretty early in the morning, too, I like to think. It was, like, 8.39. But everyone else. And everyone else, though. And there's only one freeway or one, yeah. like, way back to yeah. southern, not even just Orange County, like, Riverside County, LA County, San yeah. Diego County. There's only one way back from Vegas. So it's kind of, it's kind of shitty, you know, like, there was yeah. so much traffic and I fell asleep, and I tried to be awake for, like, the driver, you know? Yeah. I felt bad for them. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a four-hour drive, but it turned into, like, six. Yeah. I think almost seven. And it's hot. I know. Even a short trip coming back, it's like, I don't know, I hate it. Well, co- talking about, like, local stuff, you saw the Kansas City Chiefs-Los Angeles Rams football game, right? Monday night? Yeah, I watched, I watched the last two quarters. In the beginning, and I had a softball game, and then I came home and watched it. <laughs> so what did you think of the whole, I mean, that was, it was just definitely an unbelievable game, 54 to 51, in case you didn't get, catch the score. But what were your kind of, like, thoughts after hearing the score and all that action? I remember I was, I, I think I, I told my dad, I was like, it definitely lived up to what everyone was making it out to be. Yeah, so many times you, especially, like, in college, they always yeah. have, like, sometimes big rivalry games. Yeah. Like, right now, they're overhyping the USC-Notre Dame game yeah. this Saturday. You know, yeah. like, it's a rivalry, yes, but uh, USC's 5-6 and six this year, and Notre Dame's undefeated. Yeah. Like, the odds of they're it being... They're not even going to be bowl eligible. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if the, the odds of them being... Cl- like, a 10-point game is, like, very slim. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, like, the, the Chiefs-Rams definitely lived up to the hype. I think it was cool to see, too, because... Uh, like Braid, like Peyton Manning's already gone. Brady's gonna be on his way out. So is Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. So like new stars. So yeah, like Goff and I think Mahomes, they're gonna be like those guys in 10, yeah. 12 years. Um, Do you think like it'll be normal to have those types of games? <laughs> I think so. With the way penalties are going, I mean, shoot. Yeah. You can't hit a defensive so receiver. Ch- so many like um, extra chances. Pass interference is crazy. It's caused a lot of defensive holding. It's hard to be good defensively I think now and if you are good defensively it has to be like timely kind of like it was Monday because a lot of people say there was no defense 
But there was a lot of there was three defensive touchdowns. Did they say something like they got like the finest referees? To they, they did. They got, <laughs> that's right. Um, but it, it just seemed like it was like it was pretty a poorly lot of called stoppages. Yeah, like, they definitely threw way too many. If that's yeah. a kind of a, a foreshadowing of yeah. how the playoffs are gonna be, I don't want that. Yeah, it was very annoying. I forgot who reported Adam Schefter on ESPN. I was watching Monday Night Football countdown, and he reported that, and I was like, oh, like that means it could be a good. It could be a well refereed ball game. Yeah, but it was just a lot. It was just too much. I think too much stoppage. You want those? You want some missed calls. <laughs> it <laughs> adds to the drama. It does. I mean, come on, like the Packers Cowboys game from the playoffs two years ago. Des yeah. caught it. Des didn't catch it. I it mean, that's, sucks having. It's still talked about. Kind of sucks having everything be perfect because it, it's I don't know. Takes away from some stuff. Like baseball. Kind it's of, replay. I was just about yeah. to get to. But going back to the game, um, I haven't really gone on my way to watch a lot of NFL matchups or games this year. Just kind of been loosely following it. But this one, I definitely like wanted to watch. Yeah, I think even like the casual fan, yeah, kind of like yourself, could get into that. It was just, a, it was like, I don't know. You, sometimes those games have a drop off. Like it's good, but like mm. it was good the whole way. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like one team scored, and then the other team scored. Then there was a you know a strap, uh, a strip sack, or an oh, interception. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's so many times when you thought the game was like it's over. It's over. <laughs> and there's so many times. There were so many lead changes. I mean, uh, the Rams scored first twice, right? And then before the Chiefs even scored. Yeah. But the ch- the Chiefs like in a matter of three minutes they scored and took the lead right before halftime, and then. Yeah. But then they both scored touchdowns and they went in tied. But even when the uh, the kicker missed for Los Angeles, Greg Zerline, he missed that extra point. Kind of like what the hell, like you know, it, it, he missed on the first touchdown, the first extra point. Yeah. And then um, the Chiefs kicker, he missed the fault. Harrison yeah, Butker. Yeah. They both like, they both missed the field goal, and then I was like, wow, this this game couldn't be more similar. You know, they had yeah. one defensive touchdown, one missed extra point. It was like. It was just kind of wild to yeah. watch, you know? And it's crazy how they kept hyping up the game during the game, and it never backfired. Like, it never died. Like, it, it was a crazy game. I will give it uh, Joe Tessitore. He's the new guy on Monday Night Football, uh, right? Do you I, like him? I like him. I'm not a fan of the whole crew. And a lot of people talk bad on the Monday Night Football crew. I can see why. I think it's his very... That guy seems like a, a college football... Like, he does. He has that excitement. But I like kind of like that excitement. Versus Virginia kind of... Caller to me. Really? <laughs> Duke, Virginia? That's the best you can get? College football. ACC? The bottom of the ACC? Wow. But they're both like ranked number 12 and 17. Or yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, no, he's I like, cool, but like he, he kept having like the. He had too. He was like having too many like profound like. These are like two heavyweight boxes. Yeah. <laughs> He went all. I think he like lived up to the moment though. He let the moment yeah, kind of. Yeah. He definitely. I don't think every other Monday Night Football game he'll talk like that. It was just because it was the game, you know, of the year probably. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't even know who it was until I was watching. I didn't know it was Jason Witten. And wasn't it Jason Witten? Mm, Jason Witten. Who was the other person? Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland. I thought it was Keith Sean Johnson. <laughs> no, he's on the pregame show. Like him a little bit. There, but all no, he's not on the pregame show anymore. He's on. Um, He's like local now, seven ten. He has a morning show. But not uh, on Fox or anything. No, but I think it's weird how, like that whole they ha- they have no chemistry. They have no like gel. 
Like, yeah, what? they're all just kind of talking, and then the next guy goes. Because there's a lot of awkward silences, and then you can hear, like, sometimes it's Booger and sometimes it's Jason. Yeah. And they're like, they say something, but just to fill, like, that dead space, because you know if they didn't say anything, like, <laughs> Tess wasn't going to come back in, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's always like, first and ten. Like, like, yeah, very... he has, like, a very subtle, like, thanks, guys. Like, way to throw him <laughs> under the bus. Because I feel like he's a good, he's a quality broadcaster. Just when needs to when is his first year? Like, he's better than I don't they think, should have Tony Romo. Tony Romo's the best. I love Tony Romo. <laughs> he's like they're gonna run a draw right here. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite one. I don't think I've heard any games by him. I need to like watch. They haven't games. been on CBS as much. He doesn't. I think they obviously assign certain broadcasters to certain teams. But like the games we get, he's not on. Yeah, and a lot of them are because they're the Chargers or the Raiders or. Mm. Something like local, and I don't, he has, I don't think he's really done any of those games. But I've heard his highlights on Twitter when they have, like, one of his games yeah, on the clip. Yeah, he, he was fun to listen to. I like listening to him. I definitely think, yeah, when, like, just for the first half of the season, he's probably going to get replaced. Like. Through this season? No, no, at the end of the season, like, going into next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, his, basically, you're going to, like, not tell him, but they're yeah. going to be like, yeah, like, sorry, you know, we, we found this guy to replace like, you. Like, you can be a pregame reporter. <laughs> basically, join... You know, they have a, you even bring. You can make a career out of that, like Howie Long. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Rex- all those guys, they they just like all they, they they're like they analyze everything. Speaking like, of the way they ran that play. <laughs> Speaking of Howie Long, man, Terry Bradshaw. Have you seen some of his like? Uh, Cause he's, he's the like guy the wacky who guy. he's the wacky guy, but he's kind of like lost it a little bit. I yeah, think. yeah, like he, Lee Corso. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Lee, <laughs> the last four or five years, Lee Corso. Like he he's gone down. He's like pop- he might say something bad. Yes, I could see it. <laughs> Bradshaw was just kind of messing up though. Like every time I watch Fox and they go to halftime, he reads the halftime scores, yeah. and he just like stutters so much, you know. Like and yeah. more, more, he'll stutter and then he'll leave like a long awkward pipe. You know, awkward yeah, it's just like break of silence. And <laughs> Michael Strahan and like the the host, I forgot his name right now, but they all just start laughing. They're kind of like, Are you all right there, Terry? He's like Hugh, Hubert or something. I'm What's not. His name? I, Hubie Brown? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell no, you. That guy, the, the, the league. Uh, what's his name? Can't think of it right now. But they all kind of just start giggling and like, You all right there, Terry? He's like, Yeah, yeah. Like he's coughing. Or, <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like. Because he's Terry Bradshaw, like, he yeah. can do that. But anybody else, you cut. Yeah, people still want to hear Terry. But do they still have Mike Ditka on anything? I think he's on ESPN. He's kind of a racist. A little bit. Back to... He's, like, super hard-headed. <laughs> very. Different generation, though. Yeah. Back to the Monday Night Football game, though. Do you think both those teams uh, have a chance to go to the Super Bowl? And that could be a very... Uh, rematch? I think so. It, it's like hard to get used to the Rams being that good, especially Jared Goff. Cause you don't, I don't picture him like like a Tom, like a Tom Brady guy, mm-hmm. but maybe he is. But I think they do. Those are the two best teams. Yeah, it would be the most exciting Super Bowl. I think you could maybe Imagine if it wasn't if that the Rams was Super Bowl, like fifty one fifty four. That's almost what it was last year, though. That's probably the greatest like Monday night football game ever. Huh? That was one of the ga- like greatest football games I can remember watching. You know? Yeah, true. Just from like all, at all levels, I think. Hardly is an NFL game like that. No, you see a lot of college games like that, but yeah. even then, it's it was more so like in college when that happened. It's usually because one team sucks or like they both have shitty defenses. Yeah. 
Um, this was like really. This was yeah, just like they did both defenses still did really good. Yeah, they both defenses did have came up there with their plays, their sacks, their touchdowns, but their offenses were so much better. You know, I yeah. think that's what's cool about. You were just talking about Jared Goff. I don't think anyone thought he was that good, especially right. the year after Jeff Fisher. Yeah, like he was trash, and like Les Snead, the GM, hit a home run with freaking Sean McVay. Oh, you know, yeah. like I don't know. Wait, like, where did he come from? He was a quality. He was a quality control. Uh, quality control coach at Washington. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. And then he became the quarterback coach when like RG three and Kirk Cousins were there. And where? At Washington. Oh, Washington Redskins. Yeah, the Washington Redskins. Yeah. That's what I meant. Not the college. He was on the Redskins. I don't know where he was before that, but but he hasn't been coaching that long. Well, he's yeah, only, he's like, only thirty-two. Yeah, he's really young. He's probably in college. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This guy, yeah, he's 10 years graduated from college, probably. So it's just wild that he, he went from, you know, such a small position quarterback coach, got the head coaching job. Yeah, like, why did they give him a shot? I don't know. I don't even know well, why other teams didn't Cousins, go. made Cousins, like, a good player. He, he did. helped him. He helped, yeah, especially, like, with the lack of talent, too, around, like, Kirk Cousins. You know, Washington yeah. was, like, kind of a shitty put-together team. Yeah. They had a good tight end, and, like, that was kind of it. Like, they had a good run. Yeah. Um, but they suffered for a while after RG3's injury and like, yeah, uh, what's his name? Shanahan. Um, Shanahan. He like kind of destroyed that team basically, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, oh, like, sorry. He, like, past his time. Yeah. Very past his time. But that would, yeah, I, I go back to the Super Bowl. I think that would be good. Or either the Rams or the Saints, you know, one of those teams oh, I think yeah, are going to go. Saints are good. The AFC, you know. But the, the Patriots are still always like really good. That's what I was going to ask you because the Chiefs every year. They always get off to these hot starts, especially but under. This is longer than they've gone. Right, they do go like seven and zero, five and zero sometimes. But this year they're you know ten and two, nine and two. You don't think they feel like another Andy Reid team that's like gonna like choke in the playoffs? No, they seem like they're pretty good. I think. I think both teams proved it in that game. Mahomes, yeah, I think the whole difference maker is too is Mahomes. Like, like they both had to really prepare for each other, and they did. But, like, it still happens. Like, all this stuff that they had. To all the scoring, all the everything, yeah. yeah. Mahomes is... It's crazy because Alex Smith is, like, a good quarterback. You know, he's solid. Yeah. I think he's better than a game manager, but he's not, like, elite or even, like, very good. Yeah. But now you have Patrick Mahomes, and, like, it's still kind of early to call him elite. But you could already say he's but very he good. He hasn't really had a bad game, huh? He hasn't. And he's just... He's, uh... He's, like, a risk taker. And that's something Alex Smith wasn't. Yeah. And I think it's just crazy. And, like... That makes Tyreek Hill so much more dynamic. I know. That it makes them. It makes Travis Kelsey so much better. Yeah. It makes Kareem Hunt so much better. And they all they all make plays. They use all they use them all. Sammy that's Watkins. What was, that's what I was noticing too. I was like, like Tyreek Hill would like come through like when he needs to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like make an amazing play, and then like some another guy on their team could have done that too. Like two other guys could have made that great play. And same thing with all the Rams. You have I Robert Woods making play. Or Brandon Cooks making plays. Mm-hmm. And then even on defense, you had Aaron Donald making plays. Like and Robert Woods is, like, the most, like, sure receiver. On their team, <laughs> yeah. Like, like throw it to him, and, like, he's going to try to make the catch. I don't know what happened in Buffalo, but he looks so much better than he does now. Like, he looks like he played when he, at USC. Yeah, he might have just figured it out or matured or... I think he that's also what, is playing on a really good team right now. I think that's what it's crazy too. Like McVay kind of took a lot of these players that were kind of like, eh. like even last yeah. year he had Sammy Watkins too. Like he knows how to use them. He knows exactly. He knows how to best utilize their talents and kind of make them special players. Because Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods was like were good athletes, but they they weren't like anything in, yeah. in Buffalo. 
and Sean McVay took them, and he's made them, you know, very great. Yeah. Uh, and he's taken some other players. I mean, they have not a lot of big names on their defense outside of like Talib Peters. Yeah. But like John Johnson, like he's balling out, and he wasn't like yeah. a, a high draft pick. And the guy who made those two plays. He him, Samson yeah. Ibukum, like who the hell is that? Yeah. But he took a chance on him. It almost reminds me of like Pete Carroll when he built that Seahawks team. Yeah. It was just a lot of chance guys, Richard Sherman, but even he Russell sees Wilson. Something that he sees past like the stats and all that. Exactly. It's more of like a kind of, it kind like of sounds cheesy like, or cliche. He's like, I know your talents, I'll use you this way. Not yeah. like like you're a good deep threat, like that's what our team's gonna be now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what um I want to see more coaches like McVay that and Pete Carroll and guys who are kind of like the newer generation like West, of coaches. West, like yeah. Pete Carroll's old, but he's still like in a newer mindset. Exactly, he's he has that newer mindset, and uh, I'm trying to think of some other coaches right now. But because I think the old thing, yeah, unless you're Bill Belichick, yeah, if you're, unless you're Bill Belichick, the less tr- the more traditional type coaches don't really do well in this type of league, this yeah. era. You have to be like willing to change. Even Andy Reid, like that's another guy. He's been around for a while. Yeah. But he's so willing to change. Like yeah. They were talking about it in the pregame. He used to run the West Coast offense with the Donovan McNabb and the Eagles. You know, like yeah. <laughs> he was that's just like check downs, quick slants, play action. You know. <laughs> but now he's doing RPOs. Like now he's letting it loose screens. There was a play where they ran like a triple screen. They motioned Tyreek Hill, faked the screen to him. Fake the screen to Kareem Hunt on the other yeah. side, and then they flipped it to Travis yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, got to evolve. Yeah, so it's I want to see more coaches like that because there's yeah. a lot of coaches still out there. Um, they just keep getting recycled in. They keep getting exactly, and they have the same. You know, we're gonna run it. I think John Gruden's kind of like that. He's kind of behind the times. So. Very behind. I think I think he can adapt though. I just think he's trying to get his pieces in line first. I think he had a lot of guys that weren't maybe like yeah. This season doesn't the, seem very serious. It doesn't, but I think. And he is a big change. It's going to be his way. Mm-hmm. He's not going to, like, take in the last. Especially being, like, who he is, he probably knows everything about all the teams. I think, yeah, he has that kind of pull. I think, but like, you saw when he kind of got rid of Marquette King or Michael Crabtree, he didn't yeah. want those kind of guys, like, the attitude or kind of yeah, a little bit, like, loose loose sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how Gruden's going to work out in Oakland long term. Ten and years? That's We were talking about that on yeah. Sunday when we were watching the the game, they won actually again. They beat the Cardinals in the last second field goal. But that's it's just, the only way that they were gonna get him on the team. But that's still a huge risk. That's a, exactly a huge risk. I mean, the first year obviously hasn't gone so well. But you can't base everything off the first year. No, I didn't really I, expect him to just be good. I thought it's it's kind of crazy though, just because two years ago that team was so good. Yeah. Um, with like not that many players. Like it was really just Derek Carr, Khalil Mack, Amari Wait, Cooper. Who was their coach? Uh, Jack Del Rio. Oh, yeah, Jack Del Rio. But they only had, like, you mean they had, like, four good players, and everyone else was kind of, like, solid, but yeah. that was kind of but it, and Derek they were still Carr a good team. The life of the team. Derek Carr was at life, so was Khalil Mack. I mean, those guys were, like, defensive player of the year, MVP. Yeah, I thought they were really building up, but... And it seemed like if they just added some, it. like, one or two guys on defense, one or two guys on offense, they were going to be, like, the next Super Bowl team, because even last year, before the season started... We talked about them like yeah. being Super Bowl favorites. I honestly think that he's yeah he didn't expect to win it all this season. No, he's definitely like doing his own thing. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's kind of frustrating if you're a player. Very like frustrating, a guy, especially a guy, if you're an older guy too. Like an older guy or a guy who's not a superstar who's just gonna get replaced. Yeah, it's like you're playing this kind of feeling for in. nothing. Exactly. I 
I think you can. You're always playing for yourself. I mean, but you can always make a case for yourself. Like yeah. have a great year. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it sucks for older guys like Marshawn Lynch, yeah, and Bruce Irvin. I think both of those guys came to the team in like hopes of you know because they were being a good like having a spot on a good team. Yeah, I think that's the only reason Marshawn Lynch came back. You know, because he knew Oakland was good the year before. Yeah, you know, that's he was retired for one year from the Seahawks. And yeah. Like, that's the only reason he came back, because, like, Oakland was kind of relevant again, and that's his hometown, so yeah. he wanted to rep. But now it kind of sucks. You know, one, they're moving to Vegas, but two, like, they're now going through a rebuilding phase. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if, like, I read a Derek Carr, just because I feel like uh, he's he's changed, obviously, since the injury. He's really, he's really timid. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times where, like, the pressure's not even there yet. Like, the, the pocket is getting yeah. close to him, and he just kind of... You know, turtles yeah. and like falls to the that ground. That suck, man. That's like some stuff deeper than football. That's like you gotta mental, mentally, like yeah, that's crazy. That's something like even Derrick Rose battled for so long. That's so, hard. Like it is really I hard. Think how people would make fun of Derrick Rose. Yeah, it, it's, it's like like that. He's not trying to get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can say that with any, you know, superstar player that gets hurt. Yeah, and people I making fun that he's like falling out again. Yeah, when he dropped fifty, that was really that was really something. And then even like the couple nights after that against the Lakers, he got the last possession, and I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna like win it." And he was like really close, but he played really good. It's exciting to watch Derrick Rose do well because I think because he was like one of the he was like the he's, top. He stole an MVP player. Yeah, he yeah. stole an MVP yeah. from like LeBron James essentially when he went on a you know a streak of winning something. Yeah. Um, he was like that good top three. I always compare him to like Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, yeah. but a little bit more controlled because I feel like Westbrook is sometimes wild. He takes bad shots. Yeah. Like Rose is more disciplined and like has a better basketball IQ than yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, he's like more comfortable. I don't know. Yeah. But he's like so. Ex- he has that like one in a kind explosion. You know. Yeah. It's uh, like one the- second he's on the three point line and the other like now he's at the rim. Like yeah. he can't really do anything about it. That's wild. That was a long time ago. Derrick Rose winning an MVP, yes it was. He was God. so good in like MHK twelve. Yeah, the injuries started kicking him. Man, injuries suck. He definitely would have been like a special player mm-hmm. if he had those kind of years for like these last six years. I mean, we could be talking about him like greatest, not greatest all time, but top five at least. You know, yeah. point guards. Because he probably would have still been good. Mm-hmm. So averaging 25, 26 points per game, stuff like that. And kind of, he felt like once that once he got injured, the Bulls just kind of fell apart too. Cause I, yeah, I he probably had a lot of mental shit too. Definitely. It's tough. It's tough to bounce back from. Um, speaking of bouncing back, though, the Angels. Um, they fired Mike Social after 19 seasons. You think they're gonna bounce back? I well, I, I, that's what I was about <laughs> to ask you, man. They they just hired Brad Osmus about a month ago or so. They announced it, and. He's coached three years at the Detroit Tigers. He has a short managerial career. Um, but he was always a pretty good catcher as far as knowing the game. That's what we see a lot of, like, the new year. The newer managers are, like, ex-catchers because they know a lot about baseball and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think he's kind of in a tough situation because the Angels have good bats. They have good fielders. You know, you have Trout, Simmons, Justin Upton. You have Poulos who I can like kind of contribute. Like most of the good players. Cole Calhoun. <laughs> I just think the pitching is so depleted and very thin, and their farm I think system. They need to give up on their guys like Richards. Like it sucks, but he's taking up a spot. Uh, Skaggs, I don't know. 
I think they just need to get a whole new starting five. But that's that's like really put, hard to do in baseball. Especially. I know they could put together with veterans. Like if they get the right guys, like some guys can. Yeah, like have, a savvy veteran type of guy. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, but they tried. They've kind of done that the last few years. Like like were, a Rich Hill, or something like kind of like that, Hill. like a temporary replacement. Yeah, Rich Hill would be like Rich Hill's a good pitcher. Exactly. Like, but he's. You mean he's not going to give you long term success? He's not. You know. Yeah, no, young, mean, no young player to build around. He's just a guy who can fill it in for one season. This is like years. for next season. Yeah, for next season. I think they need like two of those guys. Two of those guys. And then hope that like Shoemaker or something. Comes back. He needs to come back. Yeah. Otani. <laughs> well, he just got Tommy John, so he's not, he's not pitching for a while. That's what I'm saying. So. He's going to – I heard that he is going to hit, though, next year. Like, yeah. Maybe miss the first month or so. But he will hit. So I think that's that's huge to have his at-bat. And they need bat to make a that. run, though, this season. I think so, because this is Trout's last year under contract. Plus, yeah, plus this, this the team they had last year was not bad, minus the pitching. Yes. Even the pitching, I think the relievers, they, were, they, they were solid enough. Yeah. You know I mean, they start, like, they could have got you by. I think that's why I, I, I don't. I don't hate Mike Sosha. I think he's a good manager. But I think the last three years, though, he kind of got comfortable yeah, and, was. like, lost his touch. Yeah, the team never changed. It, exactly. And I feel like, because two years ago they added Anderson Simmons. Yeah. I think three years ago they added uh, Unel Escobar. So they always had a good player alongside. Hold on. They've had, they've had solid players, the Angels have, the past couple years to add to Mike Trout. Yeah. But they're just not, they're not succeeding the way they want to envision them to. I think pitching obviously hurts them too. Like they've had a lot of injuries. Richards, Skaggs, and Shoemaker have all been injured all the time. But I think they still have, like you said, that kind of a good group of at least, especially in the lineup, they have a good group of guys that should be able to get a team to like eighty-five wins. You just need like the pitching and the back end to help it out. Yeah. They need something to put them over the top. Otani had a. Speaking of Otani, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He won Rookie of the Year. Uh, we got to see him play a couple times because we live so close and go to the games and whatnot. But um, what did you see? I mean, there was a lot of hype around him before the MLB where people were comparing him to the greatest players already. Yeah. Um, but what did you think, like, after his first season? I thought he was good. He's, he, like, he, he, he got better at the end of the season hitting. Like, he had a solid season, but, like, at the end, he kind of tore it up. Even though the team wasn't, like, in the hunt anymore. He's still played really well. Maybe that was it. He was, like, feeling less pressured. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, in the beginning, there was a lot of pressure, and he did really good against the bad teams, but then yeah. against the good teams, like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, he kind of he, he he got rocked. But, I mean, he's a rookie, I think. Yeah. That's what... I don't know. I feel like because there was so much hype around him, there's a lot of people who expect him to be yeah. great, and at any chance, he sucked or kind of struggled a little bit. They were so quick to attack him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never seen, like, a foreign international player or a, a, just, like, any player other than maybe, like, LeBron James get attacked so quickly. Yeah. Um, for, it's all the, for messing up a little bit, It's you all know? the bitter fans whose team didn't get him. That's what I was thinking. Because, you know, before this season, they had a lot of friends that were, like, Giants fans, A's fans, Dodgers fans, and they were all hyped about Otani. And now that Otani's not on their team, he's on the Angels. Um Definitely during the season, like I heard, you know, most of the critics from, from those kind of fans, that, yeah. the ones that didn't get him. Yeah. I think he's gonna be good though. I mean, he had a three three one ERA, and that's like that's hard to do, especially 
a guy who then turned it around. He hit two eighty one. Yeah. Like he had twenty. He had twenty one home runs. So yeah, he's he's like no slouch at either. Like even if he's not great at either one, he's still like above the league back league average. Yeah, you know? definitely. Like, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think he won rookie of the year because like no one else hit and pitched. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's something we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. I think or, that's enough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it should be enough. But, well, even then, like you could say, well, because then if he pitched, like, and he had a six ERA, but no, he had like above average ERA and above average batting average. Yeah, I mean, and people, a lot of people are upset though that the guy from the Yankees didn't win it. Miguel Andujar. Yeah. Yeah. He but he was terrible on defense. He might have had a better uh, average, like more yeah. valuable to his team, but that's not really what it's about. Right. It's about you know like the best rookie, best first yeah. year player. Um, I had to write an article kind of about that on Tani and Anduhar. He had negative, he had minus twenty five in like defensive run saves. That's like one of those statistics that's kind of like yeah. newer. But basically, that's saying like his defense was so bad that like if you put the average third baseman, like he wouldn't have given up twenty five more 25 runs. Minus. I was like, Damn, that's really bad. Yeah. You don't know, have a minus twenty five. It's yeah. like a plus minus in yeah. NHL or that NBA. Is bad. So to have it, yeah, it was just, so that's kind of alarming. You know, as good as a hitter as he was. At third base, you kind of need to be, like, a really good defender. Um, speaking of third base, Adrian Belche just retired, too. I know. It's kind of sad. I like watching him play. Do you think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Like, no doubt? Even without 3,000 hits, I think he'd be a Hall of Famer. But that's just, like, yeah, he's in. <laughs> he's one of the greater... You can't have someone that has 3,000 hits not in. So, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. First ballot. He's been on so many different teams. From the Mariners to the Dodgers. Yeah, and he's he's kind of been a good piece to a good team, too. And he's never had, uh, you know, like, off-the-field issues. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was a good, good kind of, like, role model. He had fun with it, too. Like, yeah, he, he never like he had fun playing. He's, like, definitely... He was kind of, I feel like a lot of the Latin players, yeah. the way they play now, they kind of look up to Beltre. Yeah. And he, he was that guy. He didn't have much of a drop-off, either. Mm-hmm. He was, was solid, his whole... Even up to, like, last year, you know yeah. I mean? Like, he got hurt. That was the only time he was out of the lineup, but... Yeah. For the most part, he was still like the starting everyday third baseman yeah. because he could still hit, he could still field, yeah, and he had fun with it. I think, yeah, kind of, you know, it sucks when a lot of like these older or these players that we grew up watching are starting to retire now, and it's just like, you know, from more Holiday to Adrian Beltre and all these guys, yeah, like, yeah they're all gone, they're, they're retiring, <laughs> and they're just like, ah, like we said, like even Brad Austin is like, I still remember, I'm I still old enough to remember him playing with the Astros, yeah. And, um, you know, like, remember him catch, or even, like, Mike Matheny, or Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. The coach of the freaking Dave Dodgers. Roberts. You know? I, that wasn't too long ago when he made that stolen base. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how fast and younger. Alex Cora, he just won Same a World Series. Too, yeah. And he, think, he was, a, I remember playing with him in the video games up yeah. to, like, 2012, 11-ish, you Do you know? think, though, he was, like, the reason they won? I think so, because last year, they had almost the same exact team, and... You know, we had all the hype going into the postseason, and in the postseason, they kind of choke. Um, then they go ahead and get Alex Cora, and they just perform a little bit better under pressure. Yeah, I think they carried true. it. I think, like, David Price, he definitely maxed out his potential. I think a lot of prop goes to Cora's assistance and the way, you know, um, yeah. he uses them. But I think for sure, like, he, had, he was a big reason because when going into the postseason, I didn't believe that much into them because last year they were hyped around too. But then usually, they got yeah. they got swept by the Astros. Usually, all the teams that have the most wins, they for some reason they, they can't put it together in the playoffs. No. Yeah, you have that long layover. Sometimes you rest starter, that kind of deal. But 
there's a lot of contributing factors, but they didn't do that. I mean, they kind of still played. They were the best team in the postseason too. Like you mean, they didn't get cheated out. Yeah. They didn't. They you know they beat the Dodgers in five, the reigning World Series champs, Astros in five. Um, they were I think like the, the most dominant team this yeah. postseason in this year. They were like anytime the Dodgers would take the lead, like they would just storm back. That's what was crazy, and they're especially like bullpen wise. I mean, they didn't have like household names, but they they kind of did their job. And you yeah, had, that's what that's like all it is whenever a team wins the championship, you realize that everyone, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, super good players. They just all, like, did their job. Yeah. Like, you give it the Angels 2002 team, I mean, that's that's what yeah, they were. Yeah, no one on that team was a big superstar at all. Mm-hmm. No, there was just, a, there was a lot of really good players, a lot of good players, and a lot of, like, above average. They, they didn't no, mess up no too much. No Hall of Famers. There was Hall of Famers. You know what uh, Tim Salmon? No? You think Tim Salmon's a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Maybe not Tim Salmon, but... Well, he did win Rookie of the Year. He did, and... But... Was it Garrett Anderson on that team? He wasn't, huh? Garrett Anderson, yeah. But he was. Is, he's not a Hall of Famer. I love him, but I don't think... He you don't think he's a Hall of Famer? He's, he should be on the ballot already. Wow. I, you're right, then. That I guess there is no and kind Tim of... Tim Salmon should be on the ballot. Yeah. Troy Gloss? No, no, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Darren Erstad, not a Hall of Famer. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the players on their team. Who was their ace? Uh, their ace? Was it Irvin? It was no, Irvin Santana. No, who was it? Uh, it was fucking Jared Washburn. <laughs> Jared Washburn. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, Gosh, like no. he won 18 games. Like that was his best season ever. Yeah, K-Rod. Do you think Francisco Rodriguez is not a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I feel <laughs> like he's, he probably has the best chance, maybe. He's like a really good known player, just... Yeah. He probably has the best chance because he, he set a record. Yeah, he did set the record. Oh, that's wild. I didn't even think about that. Angels team didn't have any Hall of Famers. All the other but teams that you can probably name off that one. A, a few Hall of Famers. Famers. Exactly, yeah. And especially the Red Sox team. I think that's like loaded with them. You know, Chris Sale for sure. You think what, Chris Sale's a Hall of Famer already? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, he's been so dominant. He's just now getting the publicity. I think if he stays on like the Red Sox or just another big team. Oh, that usually like Plus, he just won the title. Exactly. He just he won a title now, and he was, like, the best pitcher on that That's team. That's what I thought, too, because I, I knew he was good, but I never... Because he was on the White Sox, and the White Sox were so bad when yeah. he was there. I think it was, it was definitely good for him to get traded. David Price. He, he has, like, such nasty stuff. I mean... Wait, who's on the Red Sox is a Hall of Famer if they stopped right now? Anyone? Uh, Pedroia. I think Pedro oh, yeah. is a Hall of Famer. He didn't even contribute. Though. No, <laughs> well, because he got hurt. He didn't play. He didn't play yeah. in like the latter half of the season and all of postseason. Um, if they stop playing right now, nobody. Well, because they're all the younger kids, you know. Like yeah. Mookie Betts is only what three years in that league. Xander Bogarts, same. Andrew Benintendi, three, two. Yeah. You mean they're all relatively, relatively young. Do you have a lot of young guys? Um, JD Martinez, even even JD, I don't think is probably a Hall of Famer. Craig Kim, I could say maybe Craig Kimbrell. You can make a case for him. I think eventually, like, in 10 years, they'll have someone, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What about who won last year? The do- uh, the Astros. The Astros. They don't have any for sure Hall of Famers yet either. But someone, I, think, I remember someone said Altuve. You know, I, I can see it because he's been, like, the best hitter for the last eight seasons or yeah. so. You know what I mean? He's consistent. He has to play longer. Yeah, he has. He does have to play longer. Like, but I, I would say he has like a like right now. If he were to retire now, shit, did he want to give the year? I'm not sure. But I feel like he has a good chance. He has a good chance to get in. 
Did he win? Like he's in the conversation. He doesn't get overlooked like a Troy Claus or like a yeah, some, like sure. some like any of the guys on the Angels that Angels team that won. Um, because even like when the Astros were bad and going through that rebuild, he was hitting yeah. 340, 350. Like yeah, like he was the best hitter in yeah, baseball. Like but he was crazy he was on a really bad Astros team. You yeah, know? so they weren't. It kind of like being on the White Sox for Chris Dale. They weren't talked about because he was on a bad team. Yeah. The same thing could be said for, like, Paul Goldschmidt, like, with the D-backs. Yeah, um, he's going to have to jump onto a good team. To even get, like, recognized in, like, a Hall of Fame discussion by the time he retires. He probably won't leave, though, because that's, like, a perfect market for him, I feel like. Like a quiet guy. I think that's why Mike Trout won't leave. I yeah, mean, I don't think Mike Trout's going to leave. <clears throat> I know he's from, like, the East Coast, and he's from New Jersey, and... Uh, I don't think that's he, what like he's people about. say. I know people say he wants to go back to the Yankees and go back home. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't think that's what he's about. He just seems like really quiet, reserved. He kind of likes the Angels squad market. Yeah, I mean, there's a the Angels. There's a report that came out because he's a free agent, not this offseason, next offseason. But there's a report that came out that said the Angels are planning to offer him a lifetime contract, and yeah. I can see him being like a guy that kind of accepts that. Yeah. <clears throat> what would that be? Like ten years? No. T- ten years? You think well, what's the lifetime contract? Like you're signed with us forever, and we'll pay you for this many years. Like that's true. Yeah. How would you get it like annually, huh? I, I would. I-, I think they would probably shoot higher. And or go, like worth uh like fifteen twenty like how, Bobby Bobby Vanilla status. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like how how many millions of dollars? Four hundred million. Uh, well, yeah, because Giancarlo got what three hundred. Who's the first three hundred million? Four hundred million for the rest of your life. And like, I think we'll he, I think, I think he could get probably up to five. <laughs> Ten years, five hundred million. <laughs> I think it's gonna be more. I, I think it'd be like fifteen. Probably offer him like a fifteen year, five hundred million. Wow, that's that a, was, that's a lot of money. But like that's that's like a that's like a a corporate sponsor type money. Like like when you purchase the rights for a stadium. Yeah. The name. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like that much money. But he's a generational type player, and like because yeah. baseball has no cap, I mean that's yeah, that's a feasible much, thing, you know. Like, where's that money come from? <laughs> I don't know, especially because like <laughs> you, you know revenue is down for baseball. Like TV, people aren't as watching as much yeah. TV wise. So I don't know. That's a good question because NFL like the contracts are minuscule compared to baseball players, but NFL yeah. the league itself. They're like the they're best. The biggest league. They're the biggest league in America. They're most watched, the most popular. There's so much revenue for jerseys and yeah. everything. But like these players can't see all that money. I think definitely the next time the collect uh, the players union goes on strike or the contract comes up, they're gonna go on strike and argue for more. Because even the NBA has a they hired their cap so much that when yeah, players are getting players get so they're much. getting ridiculous amount of money. And like just more like than baseball per year. Exactly. Uh, that's ridiculous. And NFL, like we said, is it's still this most popular sport. They gotta fix that. Yeah. That's something they gotta fight for. <clears throat> Especially because the guys get hurt the most. The most traumatizing too. They have, they definitely have to like, especially with all the CTE that's coming out later in people's lives. It's gonna be like a morality thing. Like yeah. We'll see if they're willing to go that route. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I give it. I I give. I was talking about uh, Jacob on like one of the podcasts. But I think like give it 15, 20 years. I don't think football is going to be, like, around anymore. No, I didn't think, I don't think that either. I, just because, like, the way our attitudes are towards CTE, concussions. Maybe, maybe and, longer. And but, football and stuff like that. But, yeah, eventually it's going to, like. Die out. 
die out. There's For gonna sure. be like a new. Maybe something will branch off of it, mm-hmm. like a different kind of. I guess. Well, I already think seven on seven is pretty big. I could see them just developing into a seven on seven league. Yeah. Um, where it's just you know, and then like you know, shirts and shorts, and it's like flag or somehow touch or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not tackling. No one would ever watch that though. You don't think so? I think if there was no like contact football, you would. If there was no football at all? Yeah, like no NFL, like no AFL, no CFL. It's probably going to be like some kind of lawsuit or something is going to happen where like they have to just dismiss or something. Like a superior court I don't rules. Think it's, I don't think it's ever going to like, ratings are going to drop so bad. Yeah, no, it won't be ratings, but I think it'll get to the, I think it's going to get to the point where like uh, the players union won't like sign the new agreement. Like, yeah. you know, say 15, 20 years down the road, because there's like, like in 15, 20 years, there's going to be so much more about concussions. Yeah. And they're going to need so much more life insurance. It might not even be like, uh, okay to play. Exactly. Like, you yeah. realize like you should not. You get play. one and you like, you shouldn't play. Like, you mean like players are going to basically like be done after one or two concussions. Yeah. Or even you know? just playing the sport anymore. They'd be like, yeah. the sport is too dangerous. I got to broadcast some high school games and. Like, watch, looking at some of the rosters yeah. for teams and even talking with the coaches before games, I mean, rosters are really small. There's a lot of teams in, like, Anaheim that we got to broadcast, Loera and Anaheim and Magnolia. They don't have JV teams. Really? They can't, they can't field enough. They have a freshman team. Oh, wow. And then everyone goes to varsity. I didn't know that. And they're seeing they're seeing that across Orange County, too. They're saying, like, um, like they played, like, Bolso Grande, but they had a JV team and we didn't, or... They played. They try to find other schools with JV teams, and they listed some like La Quinta, yeah. some other smaller Bill schools. Park. Bill Park still has a JV team. Oh, they do. That's still a big school, I think. Obviously, I think that's gonna be more seen. I think all the schools that are good, like no one's gonna play football for a bad like yeah. high school team anymore. And, I think like, so. Yeah, you're gonna either transfer or not play the sport. You're gonna do something else. Yeah. But I think there's just a huge attitude too, like parents don't wanting not wanting their kids to play football because of head injuries. Um, I could see, like, youth football declining yeah. and being smaller numbers. And I think that's just going to be – you get 10 more years of that, that's going to carry on. But then there's not going to be as much college team. You're going to see college team folding. Yeah. And Or the level of college play go down, which can make the level of NFL go down to where it's, like, not a watchable product. You mean? Yeah. Or, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best kind of player they can get because everyone else chose to play other sports as kids. <laughs> yeah. You mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird because, like, now in, in, like, a generation we grew up, uh, like if you're a really good athlete, you're gonna play football. Yeah. You know what I mean, like Odell Beckham, you've seen the videos of him dunking yeah. and like like kicking a soccer ball around. Yeah. Like he could have easily chosen at like 10, 12 years old. Let's go another route. But yeah. It was still football. I think you're gonna see that just change in definitely like 10 to 15 years. Other sports will benefit. You think? Mm-hmm. I think you already see like baseball, soccer. Baseball probably. Baseball. I think, but baseball's a little different because I mean, while you do need to be athletic, you see some of the athletic young superstars. Yeah. It's not like bait, like the athleticism is not key, not as key. Yeah, there's like, yeah, like in the eighties, like pitchers were fat and shit. Mm-hmm. They always have. You can even look, yeah, throughout history. You can already see. I think baseball or basketball or soccer, they're gonna benefit more here in the United States, especially. Yeah. Uh, and help those kind of sports grow when football kind of declines, because I think, like I said. Give it 15, 20 years, and I don't think the NFL nor football will be as popular. Yeah. Um, it's already starting to decline, like you said. Um, just at the high school level, and it's just going to kind of butterfly effect its way to like the yeah. upper levels.
Do you regret playing football at all? Now knowing no. some of the stuff you know now? No, but I think I played it because of a lot, like, just a lot of my friends did. Mm-hmm. I think that will fade out a little bit. Yeah, I think if I went to, if I, if I was doing high school now, I don't think I'd want to play. <laughs> Interesting. I think I still would, just because, like, it was my favorite sport growing up. Yeah. I probably would have just focused on baseball or played, like, basketball or something. Basketball would have been fun, too. I think football is definitely the most time-demanding. Like, if you didn't yeah. do football, you could have done a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But also at the same time. It was a lot. It was, like, a big commitment. From summer to spring practice. Especially, like, at Villa Park, it was a good good program you had yeah. there. Um, Coach Ansich did said some wacky things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Got anything else to add? No, that's it. All right, well, thank you again for tuning in to the Podfathers podcast. Again, the date is November 21st. I'm Noah Alvarez. This was Jacob Johnson, a conversation with him. Hope you enjoy your holiday period.